Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone with Film Festival Radio Show. You are about to listen to one of our best of previously aired shows. But guess what? Stay tuned to this station because next week, same time, 12 noon, we'll be back with a brand new edition of Film Festival Radio with some brand new guests. So until then, have a wonderful rest of the weekend and an even better week. So we'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in as always. And uh, yeah, here we are. This is uh, today is Saturday and uh, it is the 20th anniversary of the September 11th tragedy that changed the entire world. And we here at Film Festival Radio want to commend, acknowledge, and remember all of those who perished in that horrible, horrible tragedy. And we want to commend, acknowledge, and say a prayer to their families and friends who are still with us. May God continue to bless all of you who are still with us. And uh, we will keep you in our prayers. Okay, let's get on with the rest of the show. Well, we have two guests here. We got we got guys. We got guys here. We got some talented two guys here. One is uh, well, they're both actually actors. Uh, one is some um, filmmaker, director, writer, producer, actor, and the other gentleman is uh, an actor who is. Uh, well, he's got some credits. He's got quite a few credits to his name, but he's uh, young and he's very handsome. He's very talented. And so we're going to be talking with him uh, when we do our break. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our first guest. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. We are back with more uh, Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone here. And before we get to our first guest here want to ask you a quick question how many of you out there have played if you've ever played rock paper scissors show of hands let's see six eight thirteen fourteen fifteen okay i take it that the bulk of our listeners have played rock paper scissors once upon a time in your life and i'm asking that question because my first guest is one of the stars of a new comedy movie, and that title is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Snip, snip. Yes, yes. And uh, it's, it's streaming. The movie is streaming right this minute, so you can go. It's on Amazon Prime Video, I believe Google Play, Redbox, and probably several others. But while I'm talking to him, wait until we get through talking to our guest and then go do it. But his name is Christopher Chris Mazalovsky. I think that's, I may be butchering his last name, but um, Maz, M-A-Z for short. And again, he is one of the stars of the film and it's funny. It's, it's, um, I'm going to let him give more in the storyline, but it's about uh, a contest, a big contest 
National Rock, Paper, Scissors contest and uh, competition, I guess that's a better word, and all of the crazy fun that goes around the making of people competing in the contest and all their funny lives and such. So uh, Chris, Chris has had a lot of experience and a lot of acting roles, even though he is quite young. So we're going to bring him on right now to find out more about his role in the new comedy movie, Rock, Paper, Scissors. So let's bring him on right now, Chris. Hi, hello, it's Janice. Hi, Janice. This is Christopher giving you a call. Hi, Christopher. How is your afternoon so far? Good, good. How is yours? It's very good. It's very good. Just yeah. um, awaiting on your chat, and we've got you on board here. Um, you are one of the stars of the new film, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Oh my goodness, available on Amazon Prime Video, uh, just everywhere. Where else is it available? Tell, tell us the whole list. So it's basically available on Google Play, Amazon Prime, uh, Redbox, um, online for purchase, anywhere, um, YouTube videos, YouTube um, movies, anywhere video on demand, basically, uh, any platforms <laughs> to purchase. Okay, I'll, well, I, when you said Redbox, I'm still kind of old school, so I'll, yeah. I can get mine there. Well, it's a comedy, of course, with that name. Um, yeah. Gotta ask you, did you, like so many of us, did you grow up playing rock, paper, scissors? You know, uh, I w would I recall, like, when I was younger, I think so. I think, you know, as, as, a, as a child, and it's funny, like, when the movie premiered, I would see, like, or before the movie premiered, I would see, like, little innuendos happening with, like, people at, like, a bar or something, and they would play rock, paper, scissors. So it's still, people still play it, like, to for bets and stuff like that, or to, you know, to, to break even something. <laughs> oh, yeah, and with the pandemic going on, it's kind of fun to do that with some friends on Zoom or something. I think it would be a lot yeah. of fun. Well, i got to ask you this. During the, the filming, behind the scenes, I mean, between shots, did you guys, the cast and crew, did you guys do rock, paper, scissors? Uh, we did. We did a lot of rock, paper, scissors, actually, because, they, like, we had a lot of shots to do it, it, like the montage of like preparing for the world championship of rock, paper, scissors. So we actually like, you know, played and then also, you know, practice at the same time so we can get like our techniques down and stuff like that. So it was kind of fun. So were you the, the yeah. champion or who was the champion out of the crew, the cast? Uh, the cast, uh, it was, you know, even Stevens, basically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, we're all pretty good. Okay, well, mastered yeah. that, so next is Jeopardy, so hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Now, um, now you, your character is called Rerun. Yeah. Gosh, tell us about Rerun. Who is Rerun? Rerun is a gangly, uh, wannabe or potentially, I would say, in his future now, uh, movie producer. He loves everything about movies. He's a movie fanatic. He, he likes the art of film, and he also runs a YouTube series, uh, or his own series, should I say? It's not really a YouTube series. called DareYouToPissHunt.com, and he does these, like, practical jokes throughout the film. So he's uh, kind of like uh, his own... Um, prankster 
uh, YouTuber, should I say, for his for his era. Mm-hmm. So that's who he is. So did, do you know any friends or I, I know I know a couple of friends who are kind of like this, <laughs> unfortunately. But do you know anybody that you kind of based the, the character off, you know, some previous maybe in school or something? Um, I think it was like maybe a younger version of me because I had a lot of energy when I was younger. Oh so I kind of like took I took that and I you know I implemented it. Just kind of went over the top with him a little bit. So yeah, uh, you know maybe a younger version of myself. Oh no, a yeah. younger you. Oh, yeah. you were a younger yeah. rerun. Oh my goodness. I was a lot of mischief going on when I was younger. So at least you know I got to channel that. Well, you have, uh, you know, speaking of your younger, which you are still young, um, but in your younger, younger years, um, you, I understand that you grew up in Macedonia. So, so tell us about that. You spent your, your childhood summers in Macedonia. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I grew up in actually uh, Detroit, but uh, my, in the summers, I, uh, my parents would send me to Macedonia to visit my, like, cousins and relatives, and it was from, like, 14, 15 years old on, and uh, my father, he has a house there, um, and so basically I would go there and, you know, hang out with all these relatives and new kids, and it was kind of like a, an interesting playground because I got to learn the language the culture. And it was a very good, I don't know, uh, social adaptation, should I say, because it was so many interesting adventures. And, of course, Europeans are very mature. So I got to have a lot of good, you know, education on, you know, life experiences, should I say. And so it was um, it was a moment in my life where I'll, I'll probably never forget. And there are just situations that, I just look back and I just smile and laugh thinking, oh, man, I had the, I had the best time of my life, you know, uh, being able to have so much freedom going there and stuff like that. So what, when it was, was wonderful. The, when was the last time you were over there? Uh, 2016 was the last time I went for a, a friend. Uh, actually, going all those years, uh, I made friends with uh, a lot of Swedish people because they're like relatives are in the same little village and so from 14 and on i got to know these swedish people and they became like family so uh one of the uh one of my friends she got married and she actually had her her uh, wedding in uh the village and um basically i went there for her wedding so it was it was pretty awesome it's like full circle (laughs) well does your family um over there, do what do they think about your successful acting career? Oh yeah, they love it. Uh, they're behind me a hundred and ten percent. They think it's it's great. They you know uh, it just it, it's just amazing. You know, my father made something out of nothing, and now I'm going to the next level and stuff like that. So it's 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 really it's really a blessing and, and great. They love it. Well, because, of course, of modern technology, they will be able to see rock, paper, scissors. They can just stream it and see you yeah, in action. Exactly. That's going to yeah, be exactly. fun. That's going to be fun. Well, now, I, I see that you uh, you do uh, volunteer work 
with several uh, nonprofit organizations, the United Macedonian Diaspora, Splash of Hope, and uh, an animal rescue organization. So which one of those would you like to talk about, or maybe a little bit about each one of them, the work that you're doing yeah. with them? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I worked with the UMD um, back in 2009, uh, basically getting uh, blankets and uh, supplies for orphanages in Macedonia. So that was uh, a passion project uh, uh, that I collaborated with. And then uh, with um, Splash of Hope is actually my own uh, nonprofit organization, and that geared uh, towards, like, uh, in California, it was made because we're based out of here in California, in Los Angeles, and it was basically getting um, supplies to any kind of like orphanages or any kind of uh, you know children in need, basically. So if it has to do with like clothes or um, essential needs for school, and that's how I teamed up with UMD is because we are on the same kind of path, and so that's. Uh, what I wanted to do. And then with Splash of Hope now, um, I'm going to focus on families that were affected with um, uh, anybody that lost uh, a family member to COVID-19 or anything like that. So I wanted to, you know, shift that gear to Splash of Hope to, you know, a family in need because, you know, mm -hmm. we're going through this pandemic and a, a lot of people have, you know, had tragedy. Um, with the animal rescues, um, I just, I have two dogs myself, and I, I think they bring me, you know, a peace and solitude and happiness all the time. And so I just want, you know, to help out kind of any animal in need. Um, I work with different organizations and, you know, just help either help foster or help raise money. And so across the board, um, you know, to give back and to, to you know, protect our, our little fur babies in the long run out there. And everyone needs a home, basically. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's just such yeah. noteworthy uh, philanthropy work that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, from the well, people, yeah, people uh, to animal just, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just think, you know, uh, I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities in my life. And I think, you know, if, you know, those who can get back should get back kind of deal. So that's where my stance is on that. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Too much is given, much is required. And I think that I really yeah. try to live by that. Well, okay. Um, Rock, Paper, Scissors is out. It's Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Redbox, all of those, all those people, wherever fine videos and uh, TV and films are streaming, uh, we can see it. Uh, I suggest that get with somebody get with get make it a little group and do rock paper scissors right before you watch the movie or afterwards so yeah have exactly. you done that or yet a, uh to, not yet but um you're located in las vegas so it's a great it's a great kind of uh film it's not a family film but it's a great comedy film for vegas yes so i think everybody in las vegas would very much enjoy it because of the humor and stuff like that. It's out of the box. It's very a dodgeball meets super bad type of movie. So I think people in Las Vegas would definitely love it. <laughs> I agree. Totally agree with that. Well, a couple of last things here. What's your next project? Have you started on it yet or, or what? 
Um, I'm fielding some offers and working on my own. So I do have stuff um, brewing, um, but nothing uh, that I can talk about at the moment just because I don't like to count my chickens before they hatch kind of deal. But, yeah, but uh, a lot of good good creative work uh, to come, basically. (laughs) Well, we will definitely be on the lookout for you on the big screen or the little yeah. screen or the whatever then we've got so many screens nowadays uh from our right. watches and phones and televisions not just tv and film uh, anymore but all of them well thank god we can see it on any of them or all of them at the, i have friends who who they're weird they will watch a movie on their phone ipod pad i should say television and their uh, computer screen just because yeah um one screen's enough for me that's just me though that's just me yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got two eyes Definitely. and finally christopher would you please pronounce correctly because you is your last name as i know i messed it up so tell us exactly how to pronounce your last name uh it's christopher and then my Stage name is Christopher Maz, okay. but my full last name is Christopher Mazarzewski, and I'm I'm I got a credit in Rock Paper Scissors with my full last name also, just to you know honor it, like kind of like honor Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. taking on his he took out his last name. I I decided to you know take out my last name basically. So well, because yeah. uh, I was trying, I I was kind of a long ways off, so I said I gotta ask Chris. What is the right pronunciation of his last name? So yeah. Now we know. But for sure, uh, when we see you, see the film, a uh, lot of laughs. And uh, I don't know. Can you just tell us this much? Your next project, uh, do you know if it's going to be a comedy, a drama, or rom-com? Or can you tell us what genre? Uh, it's going to be a horror film. So <gasps> I think it's, uh, you're, I finally get to step out of that, uh, that box of mine and participate in a horror film so yeah so i'm excited for that since halloween is one of my uh favorite holidays i'm excited that it's uh you know finally coming to fruition basically i would love to do a a las vegas film like a las vegas hype film because uh i I nicknamed myself the king of vegas myself because i just love las vegas they always treat me so well over there well come on (laughs) over and you know what is so strange because chris one of my favorite types of films genres are the big heist you know for if it's vegas or an art gallery i love those kind of films yes (laughs) yes i love i love those too i love like a, a, I would love to do like a Vegas heist movie of like a, a stolen diamond or something, and make it a comedy at the same time. Oh of, yeah, of it. So fun. I'm throwing it out there. I'm actually attending. Uh, I'm coming to Las Vegas this weekend uh, with my brother, so oh, I'll be out okay. there this weekend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> visiting my second home, should I say? Oh well, we would just love to have you. Um, just come on yeah. over at any time. What's What's the most money you've won and lost in Vegas? Uh, I usually have a budget when it comes to, to losing money. So I always say I, I, I maybe give a donation to the casino. So it's probably $200 lost. And then I think, um, I think the most I won was probably like around 2000. And that was when I was first, 
I first moved to Los Angeles, I was much, much younger and I, you know, I played the slot machine and I won and then I had to like <laughs> scurry off and get my money basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't blame you. That's, a, that's, that's a nice little chunk of change there. Two grand. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I never win. I'm just like, I'll give you my money. I'm bye. I'm going shopping or eating yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I love how you said you made a $200 donation that's a good way of looking yeah. at it every time i lose in in, in the casino I, I just say i make a donation because then it goes to something oh that's but a vegas way. treats me so 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 great all the time i you know i i'm i come out a winner all the time anyway so oh, yeah. i'm you know I'm, I'm very blessed when i come out there i'm they roll out the vip treatment for me and i just i it's like a it truly is an adult playground. You can uh, do everything from your favorite shows mm -hmm. to, you know, slot machines or good, good food. So I, I'm, I, I'm in love with Vegas. I don't blame you. That's why <laughs> I moved here. I'm with you on that. Well, you yeah. got to have on your, your Rock, Paper, Scissors official T-shirt. Right. I should I should rock it once in a while. <laughs> you gotta You got to do it. You just got to do it, and yeah. people will be like, "What's that all about?" Well, I just happen to be yeah. one of the stars in this movie, and you can, you know, you know the yeah. drill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. Well, anyway, Christopher, thank you so much for the chat. You're just a delight, and oh my goodness, we always welcome you to come to Vegas and make a donation, and hopefully make some yeah. win as well. So, so, thank you for this chat and this fun, fun, fun movie. Thank you so much for taking time and chatting with me today. Okay, well, have fun this weekend in our lovely city. Yeah, thanks so much. Okay, have a great day, okay? Okay, talk to you hopefully for the horror film when it comes out. We'd love to have you come back. Definitely, definitely. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're back here. Yes, Rock, Paper, Scissors is streaming right this minute. So go to Amazon Prime and uh, Redbox or wherever it is that you stream your films and television shows. And you can find Rock, Paper, Scissors and maybe play some Rock, Paper, Scissors after uh, you finish watching the movie. I think that's appropriate. Okay, to further speak of films, our next guest, our next two guests are the co-stars of the new film. We're in Halloween season. Let's let's bring it. The title of the movie, I just love this title, The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Yes, it is in theaters and on demand. It just started actually uh, yesterday and it's an original horror film and it tackles wrestling and it tackles zombies and a, and a zombie virus. I mean, it's just, it's got everything. I mean, what, it doesn't get any better when you've got wrestling, zombies, and a horror theme. That's a great recipe for craziness. And so, as I said, we have the co-stars, Mike Carey and Chris Margettis. And they are the Manson brothers when they were professional wrestlers. They were one of the, you know, they were these tag team guys and they were just hated if you are not up on your wrestling there like we are here. But anyway, uh, let's bring our buddies on here and talk about their new film, The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, which is already out and it's making a buzz already. So let's bring these guys on right now. I can't wait to talk to them because wrestling is up, down, all around my alley. So let's bring them on now. So anyway, we have 
the infamous, the Manson Brothers here with us. Yay! Okay, Mike, Carrie, and Chris. Is it Margettis or Margettis? I'm going to get it right. It's Margettis. Mar that's an excellent job on your part because most people can not get that right. I, I, you know what? We have so many um, different guests, of course, and I always like to make sure I get their last names pronounced correctly. That's just like a little pet peeve of mine. But anyway. Oh, absolutely. So the film just opened is the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I take it this is not a Mary Poppins kind of movie. I, I take it that much. No. Okay. It, it is not. Um, it's not a family movie, uh, unless your family is... Um, you know, like really the people strange. from House of a Thousand Corpses or something like that. Yes. Um, um, much like you said, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's 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 a movie uh, that is only what it you know says it is. It's it's uh, ninety minutes. Pure escapism. Pure escapism. Yeah. That's right. And oh my God, do we ever need to escape? Whew, goodness. Right. Well, we're Name your poison, and you can escape. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, well, you know, the movie. Well, there's always room for a horror movie. Always. I don't care what's going on in the world. But what I find so timely is that a part of your plot is is that the Manson Brothers are fighting to to keep people from uh, uh, getting a zombie virus. <laughs> yeah, I assure you, people are reading into a lot of this. Uh, this is Mike Carey, by the way. I'm the other Chris and I wrote it together, and I play one of the other Manson brother. We both are Manson brothers. Anyway, uh, when we wrote this, we wrote this seven years ago. So the reason that we came up with this pandemic uh, happened to be because I had heard a story of a stoppage of a load of dog treats from China that, that were tainted because they didn't have really good quality control over there in the dog food plants. So we wrote it in as one of our friends in the movie is taking a tainted growth hormone in order to get bigger in professional wrestling, because that's what you do. You take performance enhancing drugs. So as the thing went on, Chris and I were like, Hey, do you think we should take out the part about the pandemic? You know, maybe people won't believe it. And you're like, nah, we'll just leave it in. But who knew? And then we were just finishing the film up, like the editing and stuff, when the pandemic hit. So then we were like, well, this is really strange. You know, so, uh, you, you know, we didn't, uh, a lot of people think we did it during the pandemic. No, that didn't happen. It was before that. It was not planned. It's an absolute coincidence. Given our choice, we wouldn't have a pandemic for real. So, but yeah, I was going to say, we can't even call it a stroke of luck because that would be a <laughs> definitely the pandemic, which we're not. Purely Well, now, okay. So, when did you guys finish up the shooting? I mean, was did you have to finish up last year, or did you, or, or when did this happen? It was actually two years ago. We shot the film in April and May. Well, it was basically four weeks in April and May um, of 2019. Oh, so okay. we were preparing to, uh, to not release it, but we were, we were doing the distribution thing literally right before the pandemic hit. 
and then um, here came the pandemic, and, and you know everything kind of ground to a halt at that point. So we we uh, stalled it a little bit, and you know knowing that there was going to be um, a little bit of a, a, a dearth of, of new films coming out because people just weren't going to be producing movies. We figured we'd wait on it because at some point in time there just wasn't going to be anything new coming out. And since we already had it in the can, we thought the timing would be a little better to wait on it. Makes a lot of sense. And your timing and we is to get perfect. it out for Halloween time, too. Yeah, around there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got to have it for Halloween. Must, must see TV. <laughs> must see film here. Well, okay. So, you guys, you are former wrestlers. What happened? I, as far as <laughs> my you know what, I was thinking about that earlier. I've actually got a really yeah. We used to say all the time what happened. And what's interesting is is of all the wrestlers that are involved in films right now, Mike and I are the absolute least uh, known of all of them by far, <laughs> and it's not even close. Um, so. I think what wound up happening was we both wanted to, we had always both wanted to kind of transition in the, in the film. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we were wrestlers 25 years ago, so we weren't, we weren't, you know, that recent. Um, and, uh, you know, through, through a kind of stroke of luck, we got back together and, and, um, had a little bit to do with our director, Max Martini. I'll, I'll let Mike tell that part because, because Mike worked with Max and that was kind of the genesis of the whole thing. Yeah, we, um, I was, had gone to Hollywood in 2014 to, to visit Max Martini. He and I had done a, a TV show together here in Chicago. I live in Chicago area. And Chris was out in LA and we had sort of, uh, I hadn't seen him in a long time. He's like, Hey man, let's get together. So we did. And I was talking about this other screenplay I was trying to sell. And it was, was a drama. And Chris was like, man, you know, you're a first time writer. Nobody's ever going to invest in that. You got to put something with a zombie in it or a vampire, this and that. And I thought about it, I'm like, man, I can't write anything really scary. It's not my I love the genre. Like, that's the main genre that I watch. It's horror movies. I'm a big fan of the genre and always have been. But I had an idea, and I told him, listen, I got this idea, but we'll play it completely straight, but we'll make the movie absolutely ludicrous. And we'll make it funny, but the funny parts will be funny, and the horrifying parts will be horrifying, and we'll walk the line with it. And he was like, I'm in 100%. So he and I got together, came up with the concept, we wrote the thing together, and then uh, Max sort of happened into it by accident, and he kind of liked the material, and he saw the value in it, and he was in between projects. He was like, hey, I'd, I'd like to direct this thing, and he did, and, and he got all these other great talents to be in it, D.B. Sweeney and Adrian Pazdar and Randy Couture and, and Boss Rudin and Jay DeMarcus and all these great people that came on board, Michael Hearn, David Meadows, Jay Lund, all these great people, and... Uh, it was really a great experience, and that elevated the whole thing. Like, Chris and I were going to do it on a much lower budget by hook or by crook, but it it looks like we spent a lot more on it than we did, but we didn't. But I, I thought the movie just came out great, and that's, you know, 100% Max Martini's direction and ingenuity. He just took what we had already created and blew it up. It was awesome. I just think, what a great combo. Horror zombie meets wrestling. Come on. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> right. It's a no-brainer, right? And if you see the movie, that's what you're going to say. This movie has no brain. <laughs> it's okay. But, but, it's, but it's fun. You know, the movie is not... It, it's a fun film. You're going to go to this movie or you're going to watch it at home and for an hour and a half, 
I promise you, you're going to have fun. And when it's done, you're going to say, wow, that, that really entertained me. And that's all we wanted to do. We just wanted to have people forget about their day or their week, forget about their problems for an hour and a half and laugh at these two imbeciles that are on screen, which happened to be Chris <laughs> and I. So, Well, do you encourage fans to kind of, kind of dress up? you know, as before they watch it or in the costume or zombie well, you know, you know, we, we screened it at a horror convention a, a month ago, so people were all dressed up, but we, we haven't had that. It's not out yet, so we haven't had that experience yet, but I would. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I encourage anybody to wear anything they want or nothing at all in my tune, just so they get a chance to see it. So, either way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just as long as they go see it. But I, I, I love those... <laughs> kind of films when people dress up you know as the theme of the characters or whatever that's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun well you now, could with we, we do because... have quite elaborate costumes on many of the characters so uh -huh. yeah. uh, if, if people wanted to do that absolutely i think it'd be awesome oh, i, think, I yeah. would love to see a theater full of captain marvelouses <laughs> yeah. out there who, who is a cross between uh elvis and evil can evil. Kind of. You can imagine that option. Ooh, what so, a, a 400 pound guy. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, and mm. he played spectacularly by our friend Jay Lund. But um, this, this has a cast of really weird and flamboyant characters, one stranger than the next, and they all have their own thing going on. It's really an ensemble piece, which is awesome, and, mm -hmm. and everybody's. Uh, you know, it's not like it, no, we have no throwaway characters, so it's, uh, it's really fun to watch. So you two guys, uh, you left the, the wild, wacky world, WWW of wrestling, and now you're in the wild, wacky world of filmmaking. Which of the two is the worst, or the best, or the craziest? Oh, I, I am, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> the world of professional wrestling is very cutthroat. Oh. So, uh, you know, when Chris and I worked in, in, in an independent promotion here in Chicago, Windy City Wrestling, which at one time was one of the biggest independent promotions in the country, so it was pretty big at the time. And we were stars locally. You know, I came in earlier than him, and then he came in later. But we were stars locally here. And uh, we just never kind of made the transition to go to WWF for whatever reason. Our lives took different paths. I got a regular job, and he did too, and et cetera, et cetera. But the professional wrestling world is, is very cutthroat. I think the world of Hollywood, it, it's very similar, but... Because I think in the world of Hollywood, people will cut your throat behind your back. And in the world of professional wrestling, they have no qualms about cutting your throat right in front of you. So. I think that's the, the, the big, the big um, difference between the two is uh, if you do something poorly in wrestling, you're going to hear about it. Um, Hollywood is much more passive aggressive. There's, wow. a, there's a lot of, hey, great job. And then, you know, okay, we'll call you. And yeah. uh, <laughs> wrestling, it's like you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest difference. They're, they're both pretty treacherous waters, though. I have to yeah, say. right. Yeah. But, but we're we were pretty prepared for it, you know, going in. So we had a good we had a good background to go to go into to the filmmaking business for wrestling. So. Oh, it, it totally prepared you. It sounds like you know both worlds. It's like, uh, do I want to be bitten by a boa constrictor or a rattler? Yeah, except it seems like wrestling has better costumes, though, I think. Wrestling doesn't yeah. have great costumes. Uh, 
Uh, I don't think you're going to beat up in Hollywood physically as you do wrestling. I think that's for sure. I mean, these guys now, I mean, I've been out of business for a long time, but the, the, these, these guys now, I mean, they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff that back then, you know, we thought the stuff we were doing was crazy. And now you look mm-hmm. at what these guys do with their bodies and girls, too, and it's like, holy cow, I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're, like, they're treating like they're stuntmen now. It's not a coincidence, though, that if you, if you look at, and, I, and again, I'm not putting Mike in this category by any means, but if you look at the guys who are starting to become big stars in Hollywood, a lot of them have come from wrestling because, you know, they're accustomed to knowing what, what gets over with, with fans and crowds. And, um, and I think there's a familiarity in front of the camera and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I think if you resonate with, with people in one place, you, you tend to resonate with them in another also. Um, and I think that's been a big advantage to guys like Dwayne Johnson and John Cena, and David yeah. Houston, guys like that, who are now really starting to make their mark uh, in Hollywood. I'm very surprised. I won't say surprised, but I mean, Batista. I mean, he's really coming along in, in Hollywood. He's a very good actor. Yeah, very good, very, good. very good. Well, do you guys do you do you miss being in the professional wrestling world or what? I do. Um, I, I, mean, I do when it was what it was back then. I missed it then. I don't really. I mean, now I think it's a different business than it was then when I was in, so I can't comment on it. But when I was there and I was young, and, yeah, I missed it. It, it was fun. It was I really think fun. It's, it's very demanding physically, and I think at our age, we're safer. <laughs> we almost killed ourselves wrestling this thing. So yeah, yeah. It was one day. <laughs> well, I grew up watching wrestling. I, I'm originally from Houston, and I remember my parents oh, man the von erics oh my god and and i was a real little uh paul bosch and uh, oh, oh my gosh yeah i mean like you remember gorgeous gino hernandez exactly yes yes oh, yeah. yes yes Those some of my favorites yeah and then when i got a little older posted but the era of the nwo oh, and, and the hey did you guys have walk-on music what was your? What were some of your songs? Balls to the wall, Mike. Oh, Balls to the wall. Oh goodness, yeah. We were I'm, bad guys. Yeah, you guys were. I I looked you up. You were like really bad guys. <laughs> wow. Well, but but you, you know it's funny we 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 actually mentioned it in the film, uh, which is. If you know wrestling, and one of the things that we really tried to do was kind of open up the behind-the-scenes world, and especially in the first part of the film, so that you get an idea of what independent wrestling is like backstage. And we used to say, and we say in the movie, the guys who were the most hated guys as wrestlers were the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet in person. And it was exactly the opposite. The guys who were the what we call the baby faces, the good guys, were usually... I either didn't have great personalities or, you know, they just weren't nice guys. It's a very interesting dynamic that that it usually worked out the other way as far as the wrestling personas go. Yeah, I learned a lot about it, uh, let's say, in the the 2000s. I have a a buddy, and she... Uh, she didn't last long, but she was a hit while she was there. She starred... Her character was Mama Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin's mama, so to speak, character. Oh, sure. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. 
Sheldon Bench, sure. Yeah, she's... Wow. Yeah. yeah, when they were doing that. And people still recognize her. She said as she travels in airports, they'll say, that's Mama Benjamin. But she was super popular. She was very popular. And so I, um, you know, she would tell me a lot of behind the scenes stuff and you know, we would laugh about it and all of that. But I'm telling you, I don't care. I just always love wrestling. Wait a minute. Just... Wait, hang on a minute. Are you telling me that wasn't really his mom? They lied <laughs> That was not his mama. It just wasn't. Yeah, I was yeah, so hard. Was, was deceiving us? <laughs> if we would have made this movie 30 years ago, we'd be in trouble in the wrestling industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Been, you got more people than us, uh, uh, you know, took away the, the, the uh, mystique of it, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of refreshing. as we can see, it never hurt the audience when the audience found out, oh, well, it may not be quite as bad. People just showed up even more so. Yeah, I think they appreciate what the people, the men and women have put themselves through now for something that's, you know, an exhibition, really. You know, you're watching a ballet, and so for that, I think it, it's pretty good, but it's, for me, I really preferred the business when it, people thought that there was a, an aspect of reality to it. Now, it wasn't just them giving away the business. There was a lot of things that led to that. Like, when the Ultimate Fighting Championship came out, and these guys were literally beating the living hell out of each other, and then you would look at wrestling, and you'd be like, okay, there's no way this guy's going to take a punch <laughs> like that and get back off for real, or it's not going to give a welt on him. Or whatever. I mean, I think most people that watched wrestling kind of probably figured that it was a work, as we say. But, um, you know, a lot of people still really believed it. Like, I remember going to shows, because we were bad guys, where it was the, the head good guy's hometown. And they'd come in the back and they'd be like, hey, uh, this crowd has been smartened up, so be careful. Because when you walk back to the ring, they'd be jumping you. And he'd talk. I thought it was better back then, in my opinion. Oh, well, did, I ducked out of many an arena with my uh, with my jacket over my head to try to get the yeah. Oh my goodness, they were serious. Well, was oh, it? Yeah. Did you guys ever play as good guys, or were you always the heels? No. Never. No, I actually I love, I love very, good guy. <laughs> at the very end of my uh, time. At Windy City, I was I was babyface for about a year, but it was in that era when you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and guys like that were in, where everybody was kind of towing the line. It wasn't like the true heroes. Yeah, it wasn't like the true babyface, like um, you know Hulk Hogan was, or some, or somebody of that nature. That was just you know every kid in America loved it. Um, but it's definitely different, you know. I remember walking into the office, to wrestling office, when I started, and Sam DeZero, the promoter, I said, I want to be a good guy. He took one look at my face, he was like, you're a heel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're a heel. several 
wrestlers over the last few years, and they all say the ones, that especially that are the heels, they always say they love it. They just love it. I'll tell you why. I'll okay. You why. Okay. It's very easy, in my opinion. It's very easy to be a baby stage. You get a good-looking guy, you put him out there, the people cheer. It's really hard to be a heel. I mean, to make people really hate you, to get over like that, to really make them. And, and if, listen, if you can't be a great heel, the hero is nothing. The hero is oh. nothing without a great killer. So the villains have to work a lot harder to get these guys over. Most good guys are stiff. But, uh, or at least it wasn't mine, but uh, I'm just saying, I can't comment on the guy's mouth because I'm not really paying attention. But uh, it, it's really difficult to be a heel. And uh, the trick of being a heel is you have to think you're a hero. Oh, so that's the trick. I really, I love, I love. From my perspective, it was because, again, it goes back to the guys that were nice guys, that were good guys, you know, great guys to hang around with, and they never got a chance in their real life because they were such nice guys to just be part of my friendship and all. And I think once they got out through the curtain, it was like, here's my time to to, to yell at someone and tell them. You know that uh, they should go take a shower or whatever. Yeah, you know, to to you know, I, to me that was at least for, at least when I was a heel. That was the easiest thing to do because I never really did that in, in my personal life. I never felt oh, like I was you know, mean to anybody or anything. Like that. <laughs> to love it when when babyface guys would turn rogue oh i used to love yeah. that <laughs> that was so much there's, fun. there's nothing like a good guy making a turn and there's nothing like no. a heel making a turn to be a baby face uh, those are always the most popular baby things absolutely started as heel yeah i agree i agree well i got a last yeah, I forgot. He sure did go rogue once. Yeah, or maybe twice. Well, he was a heel when he started before he got into before he got into WWF many years ago. He was a heel when he was wrestling in Florida and all that. And when Vern Gagne got a hold of him, then he made him a baby. But he was a heel before that. I didn't even know that. Well, we've got some some wrestling yeah, trivia. Yeah, got that's some trivia here. Wow. <laughs> of last questions for you guys okay now that you are you've, you've done professional wrestling and now you are professional filmmakers the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre go dress up first then go see it uh, please so so okay okay we got this person whomever male female whatever and they, they're looking at you guys and they're like, man, you know, I, I'm interested in, in filmmaking and Hollywood and acting, but I also like wrestling. Can I do both? Or give me a choice. Which one would you tell them to choose? Um, that's a good, Michael, a good one. It would depend. There's a lot of variables. You know, I think in wrestling, the, the field is more narrow. So you have to have like, a dynamite physique. You have to be able to talk on the mic. You have to have a certain look. You have to be athletically inclined, very athletically inclined. You have to have a combination of or all three. I think the acting world is a lot broader because there's room for all kinds of different characters. I think I think in wrestling the characters are way more specific and it's a really it's a much smaller field to be successful at it. So now Really, the only, there's only a couple places to go and make good money. 
you know, now. Before it was different. In the 70s and the 80s, there was lots of places to go make money. But now there's only a couple. So it would be a hard choice. Way. I, I, I would say I, I agree with Mike 100%. You, you really need a combination of things to uh, be a professional wrestler. Not to say that it's like a, you know exclusive club or anything like that. I just think, especially if we're just talking filmmaking period and, and not necessarily just acting, there's a, a lot more opportunity um, and a lot more things you can do in, in the film world. Uh, and I think you, you can probably have a much longer career early um, because again you know your body's only going to hold up so long in wrestling and, and uh, uh, but, they're, but they're both acting a lot of fun I'll say that I mean I, yeah. I've been blessed to be in both industries and, and I can tell you um, they are a lot of fun there's, there's a lot of headache and a lot of BS in both of them too <laughs> I believe it What's the next film from you guys? What's what's next? <laughs> it's uh, it's called the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Deathmatch. Are you uh, kidding me? What? <laughs> we wouldn't kid you. We would never kid you. Um, wow. It's, it's already written. We were we were you know mere weeks away from from going to film it pre-pandemic, and and because of the pandemic, we not only. I uh, had to shut that down, but we lost our financiers in the process as well because they went sideways, not us. Um, so we're just, you know, raising the capital right now, but we will be making that the, uh, the sequel to the um, Midnight Zombie Massacre. And we have a couple other scripts in the, in the works, too, so hopefully we'll get to make those as well. But that's our primary one right now. Is this what a title. guess what the film is about with those titles like nope. that you, you <laughs> no, know you, <laughs> you know it's, it's kind Manson of brothers who are the Manson brothers and what are they doing okay, this right. is it <laughs> see these kind of titles film titles it's kind of like 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 the porn movie titles you don't have to guess movies I've just read about it. Of course. No. I'm in Vegas, so I I'm in the Mecca of all of it. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Well for sure lastly, uh website, social media pages, how can people say hello and what have you? Brothers, the movie, and please look us up, hit us up, and 
Oh, you got all of it. Your feedback. That opens movie opens September 10th on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, Voodoo, selected theaters across the country, and we hope iTunes. And I guarantee if you hit us up on social media or iTunes or uh, excuse me, email, so we will respond in person. Oh wow! Yeah, I, you know what I want. Oh come on, that's not true. That. Oh, that's hey, you know, We are fans of all this stuff ourselves, and that's what makes it so awesome. Yeah, we're so we fans. Oh, that is so cool. When you talk to us, you're not talking, you're talking to fans. Oh, yeah. man. That makes it even better. Enjoy your work. And, and, you know, some people are just, yeah, I'm just going through the motions. I'm an actor. But no, no you guys. <laughs> we love it. We you love guys it. love yeah. it. That's we're so blessed. cool. That's awesome. Well, guys, I would love for you to come back for the your next film. Bring Satan with you. I see he's, <laughs> he's going to be a part of the script. You are in Vegas, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Very much. <laughs> and I haven't you even... You would love to come back. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Oh, I just... I, I, I love it. Find I'm telling you, my grandmother, my grandma knew, you know, that was her era, but man, when wrestling, my, my grandmother was a little Christian, little Christian, super Christian lady, and she would see wrestlers get hit with chairs, and she would be so serious, she would be ready to cry, why doesn't somebody come help him? She was so into, seriously. <laughs> My wife thought the same thing, and she knew it was a fit. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. It's so much fun. But anyway, y'all, for sure, you guys, please come back when the next film comes out. I'll, we, as you can see, I would love to talk with you. And, uh, uh, we'd love to, too. Oh, yeah. And so for the, for the rest of September and into October... Your movie, The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. And I'm going to yeah. get a t-shirt when I watch it. I'm going to have the, your official t-shirt uh, on. How about that? Yeah, we'll, we will send you one. We'll off. send you one. Okay, cool. Well, guys, thank you again. And I'll see you thank next you. film. Okay? Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Okay, then. Okay, bye-bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. Okay, we are back. Uh, we got to wrap this up because we are so out of time. Thank you, guys. Oh, my goodness. I had so much fun talking to Mike and Chris, the Manson Brothers. Make sure you go out and see their film. We're in Halloween season. The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Yeah. You see how much fun we were having? You know the movie is even more, we're going to make up a new word, funner. <laughs> Yes, a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so yeah, the movie again, The Manson Brothers, Midnight Zombie Massacre, now playing as well as Rock, Paper, Scissors uh, with my, our first guest, Christopher. So it's streaming right this minute. So have a whole weekend, the rest of the weekend, watching movies from uh, our three guests. So as always, thank you guys for listening to this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And we'll see you next weekend. So have a fun fun weekend and an even better next week. Take care. Bye-bye. That you're having some problems.
say that Travis is a doll. Muffin top. Back fat. Sound familiar? Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Stop the